I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Bonjour again. Bonjour round two from Montreal. Montreal. We're You're just, working on your French, Amy. Is that, is that good? Do you approve? Mm, I'm not going to say it was bad. It was, <laughs> it was it, it, you know, it's a work in progress. I haven't spent a lot of time with French folks, you know, so I'm... Um, I'm a little you new. do great, though. You actually do really well. I want to give you a compliment on speaking slowly and oh. being more simplistic with your language. I noticed today at lunch you were doing a really great job. I struggle with this. Oh yeah, yeah. You were talking. You forgot what you said, but then <laughs> they were like, you know, they, when oh. English is their second language, and they started laughing, and they said it literally just like. <laughs> well, I lived in Israel. Of course, I've talked about that before, and I had to retrain my brain because. You know, it's a totally different language and it was difficult for me, but I think you mastered it and you haven't had to adjust. I lived there for 11 months and mm-hmm. uh, it took me probably nine to adjust to speak slowly and use more simplistic language um, just because it's a uh, it's a tech. There's a technique involved to yeah. help to help them understand you. Well, and there's a technique in just going slow, especially for you and I who move really fast and are very heady people. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm a bulldozer. You're a what is your partner? Um, I'm a ox. An ox. <laughs> yeah. We're not, yeah, we just move really fast and I'm not dainty. Over. Yeah. Today I just spilled like a a little bit of wine, not because I was. Um, you know, being totally intoxicated, intoxicated. It was not even a, it was a short glass and the table was wobbly and I just jumped up in the chair and spilled it everywhere. And you're like, wow, slow. You're like, you make me feel better about my, (laughs) I don't feel as bad. You're welcome. So today, everyone, we are going to do a couple of things. One, we're going to talk about ways to spice up your sex life, your intimacy, your connection with your partner. Um, and I'm compiling this list of a hundred things to do with a partner to uh, for deeper connection and sexiness and intimacy. I'm and helping as much as I can. In the end, there, yeah. Well, I, and I started this, but April's now contributing to it. And we want to also open this up to all of you. We're going to have a do a podcast on it right now, uh, and we want to invite you all to send us your creative ideas and not just like. Make out for two seconds, you know, or something, something different and new. And you'll, yeah, you'll hear when we talk about it on here, um, some creative ideas and some of them might actually be like, we've heard that before, but if you have anything that you've tried or heard of that you think is really awesome and you would like us to know about it, to add it to our list and then share on the air, you can send it to us. You may send it to us anonymously at shamelesssexpodcast at gmail.com and we'll add it to the list. And I want to have this list so I can just give this to people when they're like, I'm stuck with my partner. And of course, there's other things we need to work through. But this have is. Have you seen that movie? I, I I hope I didn't just interrupt you, but I think it, it's really good. That movie, Why Him? No. You haven't? I don't think so. It's with James Franco, who I know you love. Yeah. And it's like a comedy with the guy that did Breaking Bad. 
the mm-hmm. main character. Anyway, they have date night in the movie. And he's like a loaded Silicon Valley. He never was educated, but he used to take her on date night. And she's like, where are you taking me? And he flies her like in a helicopter across the country to go make like amends with her father or whatever. Oh, but well. that would be That's like a creative idea. such a creative <laughs> idea. That I, when I saw that movie, I was like, damn it. I wish I had a, a limited access to a helicopter or a pilot. Or that if could you have just, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy had dis- undisclosed, un- undisclosed amounts of money. And it's yeah. also a, you know, a, a film, but yeah. that just, um, that's a very creative way to fly he flew her to michigan from silicon valley uh well and yeah they had helicopter, the money, i don't so even yeah. know if that's possible I, can helicopters go that far? i don't think so i'm not sure well that's not on our list thus far but um <laughs> so we'll be sharing this list with you shortly and having some conversation about ways to and just fun sexy creative ways to spice things up and or de- be more deeply connected and um, before that because it's masturbation may we wanted to comment on a instagram question that we got about masturbation and and it was what it was is there such thing as too much? And if you're listening and you send us Instagram questions, it's really preferred to send us via email because um I don't check the DMs that often. We miss them sometimes. We miss them and it's because of X, Y, and Z happening in life. But thank you for writing. Thank you first of all. But if you do have a question that you really want answered, email us our juice box, which we've talked about before. But the last podcast, yeah. Yeah, the or juice box um, two ago. App. I don't remember. Yeah. So okay. But this person, thank you for writing us. This person asks, I see your post on masturbation month. How often can one do it on da- on a daily basis? Um, that's really up to you. you that get, is yeah. totally up to you. I mean, there's no such thing as too much, although your body might say I've had enough and, and I believe it's important to listen to your body. Um, if you have a penis, quite often you have a refractory period after you ejaculate and ejaculation can actually exhaust the body. It takes a lot of work for the body to produce all the fluids that go with the sperm. Um, so you could, you know, if you ejaculated multiple times in the day, you could find that you're lower energy. Um, and for female body folks, that usually isn't the case, but sometimes the body can, when the body lets you know, I'm tired or I'm kind of numbed out or, I mean, listen to that. And the other thing is, if you're wanking yourself so much that you're not getting other important things done that need to be done, then that might be something to look we at. We talked about that when someone was asking about masturbation in the bathroom yeah. at work. Is that okay? Yeah, we're like, well, and why are you like, doing it at work? If it's interrupting um, some of your progress, so if masturbation is coming a thing, is becoming a thing where like feeling almost like a, you need to do it, you like have addiction. to. Yeah. That's that's something that you should check in with yourself. I actually watched this show with this um, woman specifically who was addicted to uh, her vibrator. This was yeah. years ago, and she had to have it was some kind of release for her. And she would, it was like sometimes she said upwards of a hundred plus times a day she would have to like use a product to vibrate and it was it was she it was interfering with her work and her life and all of this stuff and she was like i need to get help but it was some kind of it was actually a, a, a i guess they diagnosed it as something yeah it was probably a tlc show when i had cable well <laughs> tlc damn it Those, well in addictions um you know they're filling some sort of void they're giving you a feeling that you're desiring a feeling of either escaping or numbing out or feeling more pleasure because you're having a not so pleasurable moment etc cetera, etc cetera. So there's something you're looking for and it's giving you something. And sometimes people get hooked on one thing to give them that thing. And there's ways to look deeper There's into why is this here and how else can I give myself? You know, this this woman you're talking about needs a release in the day. But I'm sure there's other ways that they could get a release. And then it's also why do I need this release 100 times a day? 
Um, and again, there's no, no, it's not, there's no shame in it as long as it's not interfering. It sounds like it was, that this other, it was interfering with that. It was interfering. Life. And it's also, as you mentioned, these, these t- sometimes are blankets of things that are masking. There was some woman that ate chalk on the same show. She was addicted to eating chalk. It was like some kind of. Oh, yeah, is that pika? Isn't that, there's a specific name for, for folks who eat things that aren't supposed to be edible. Right. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. This was years ago. I can't really remember. It just, it just came up in my mind with this question. So I'm not sure, but I know that there is like a diagnosis for these types of, of, um, I don't, I don't want to call them addictions. I guess they are addictions though, right? Well, and if folks um, are interested in learning more about addiction and why we do the things that we do and feel like we need certain things, um, I would heavily suggest researching uh, Gabor Mate's work oh, yeah. about addiction, um, and and he's not the only one that suggests this. And there's also a really great book, The Body Keeps the Score, but it talks about trauma. Addiction comes actually from uh, from trauma, from stuff in the past where there was something that we didn't get that we um, need, and we're filling the void for that. And we feel like we I'm not going to say this perfectly because I'm not an expert on it, but that um, we get kind of dependent on this thing because this is the thing that can give us that thing that we didn't get the release whatever yeah. it is or whatever it is. now or disconnecting and it becomes Pain it comes becomes a disconnection with the self which was usually what, what an addiction is and uh and instead of saying you know i have an addiction and i need to medicate myself for my addiction or whatever which is which you can do um also to look at the trauma and do some trauma work around it so if you're interested in learning more about that look up gabor mate m-a-t-e he has some really great works and podcasts he's wrote a number of books and how many times um, is the maximum you masturbated today um i think i've i've definitely i wouldn't i don't know how many times it would be like a chunk of time where i've spent like an hour or probably two hours masturbating for those two hours and i don't know how many times i had orgasms or what exactly was going on there um, but it, I think that's probably the most is like a two hour session of masturbation and it's, but it's masturbating and with, you know, probably a sex toy and give it, having an orgasm and then like relaxing and then having another orgasm and relaxing. Uh, and then at some point I'm just kind of like satiated. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. You? I get maxed out on, um, typically I know that there's probably been a day or two in my life where it's like nonstop all day. And probably, I think I remember eight in my mind of eight orgasms that I had. And sometimes I have to have like multiples until I feel like it has to be back to back. So I'll like, it's, it's like this whole thing. But the thing is with vibrators, sometimes they can numb you out. Yeah. So you stop feeling. Yeah. And then you, and then you're kind of seeking it. You're like, I want an orgasm again. But to be clear, it's an urban legend about, I, I, and I, and I say that because it's an it's a total urban legend that you're that you're um going to desensitize your well, your, your body bits. doesn't change no yeah. but it would it does numb because the brrr, like the uh, the banging on your your bits yeah. will um n- it numbs you for the moment it's like when you when you drink you become less sensitive right like yeah. your body beca- can become less sensitive so i just was less sensitive so it was more difficult well the thing but, with the orgasm too is it it produces dopamine and we get a big dopamine rush and then we want more of it because that's what dopamine does is it makes us desire more and crave more it's the same thing with you know sugar and things like that and or cocaine you know you take some and then the dopamine's gone and then you want more and then you seek it out and there's 
just this bar keeps being raised. So it makes more. sense that there's like, more. oh, keep going, keep going. More. Yeah. So when they build up that tolerance. Yeah. But I think eight was the, the number for me. Self-induced yeah. orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. Less when I've had them induced. Totally. With awesome. another human. Oh, there Induced. You go. I like that word. Induced. Induced. Um, induced orgasm. Well, thank you for that question. I think that it's... It, the, it's good for the masturbation. The is, is is many times as you want, as long as it's not getting in the way yep. of yep. your daily life. And now we have a sex question that came in, in our email box that we would like to answer. And then we'll go into the the sexy things that you can do to spice up your connection with partners. Or it doesn't have to be a long-term relationship, too. You can do these things with newer partners as well. Um, some of them you can probably use as dates because they're pretty hot. So uh, sex question time. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? What do you want? What do you want? Uh, we you, go, this person, we'll keep you them anonymous. Closer to okay, the I'll thing. read it. All right, anonymous person asks, my wife and I have been married for a while. However, for quite some time, I have been having safe sexual flings with other men. I think I may be gay, but I am not sure how to bring this up with her without crushing her completely. She is not anti-homosexual by any means. I just know it would tear her up. I love her dearly, but also love the way I feel when I am with another man. I feel so sexy, powerful, and carefree when, when I'm with another man. Not to mention, it just feels right. What can I say? I love Diak. <laughs> Please help. Um, um, you have a story to share about this. With, I would yeah. love to talk about this, and I'm I'm sure that um, you have a lot of insight as well. But in my opinion, um, and I have a story to share I think that this listener, and thank you for sharing your story and being open with us, but you're in a relationship with this person, and I think it's necessary for you to be honest with them, and perhaps um, they're going to be totally comfortable with you um, being gay, and you're doing them a disservice by being with them if it's not built on truth like Mm -hmm. that, but that being said, and I know Amy will have something to say about it. I think it's awesome that you know this about yourself, but for in order for both of you to be um, living in this inspired, kind of empowered way, you must be honest with yourself. And your sexuality is a huge part of who you are. And that's like a lot of armor you have to be wearing, person, anonymous person, like every day, which is scary. Um, and... I think it's time to like break that off and be open and honest and move on and find a partner that has a diuk or the comparison of what you like, or maybe your person can strap one on if that's what you're into, if you don't want to leave. But my friend that I grew up with for years had, um, these parents, they were married for 35 years, but for years that I was involved with her, I was like, I don't know. I like, I thought that they were the best couple I'd ever seen. I was so impressed with like their affection, their love, the relationship they had. Of course, I was in my teens, so I wasn't super privy to all of their internal workings of their relationship. But um, long, the long, long of it is that her and I were very close. Um, and then I went to college. She went to college somewhere else. I came back and I always thought about her parents. I was like, God, I just, I'm striving for that kind of relationship. They've been together forever. They have children. They're just like doing it. They go on vacations. They love each other. They're so, it's just so affectionate too. And I would think about them in my relationship. It was that, that beautiful to me. And I came back, I think my sophomore year. And she tells me that, um, her parents are getting a divorce. And I was like, what? And I was like, can you please tell me more? And she's like, I'm not really comfortable. I'll tell you 
but you know, things aren't like really open right now. It's like, it's a messy divorce. I was like, how could it be messy? Your parents were in love. So it turns out her father, who was this, um, successful person in our community, um, he had been having, um, relationships with men at rest stops for years and she ended up getting an STD and that's how she found out. Oh, the wife did. The wife got an STD and she was like, hello, there's no way. Who are you cheating on me with? Like, who is this person? And I thought it was obviously a secretary or something. And he, he just came clean with it. I gave you an STD. I'm sorry. I'm gay. I've been having sex. I've been having sex with men at rest stops Mm -hmm. for the last 20 years. Anyway, she was shocked. Obviously not great. They'd been married for 35 plus years. And so they got a divorce because it was this heavy stuff. But um, now he is happily married, totally living in himself. Actually, I don't know if he got remarried. I think he's been in a long-term partnership with one of the people that he was um, having an affair on his wife with. But after he came out, he's just said, he's like, I have never been more connected to who I am. And in my, he was in his late fifties then. I mean, this is no early fifties then. God, it's so hard for me to know, but he was, um, um, an adult. Right. And so, um, I had spoken with him after that and he was like glowing mm-hmm. and I actually haven't seen her mom since that time. Um, but I know that she also is living a much better existence on some level because she's not living in this facade of something that happened. So that was shocking to me, but at the same time, I think that, um, he, if he would have lived his truth earlier, could have probably changed the course of her life. A bit. And he spent, would have spent more time in aliveness too. You know, yeah. that's, that's that thing about when we, when we live our truth is that we, we do feel more connected, more alive. Um, and when we're not doing that, we feel stuck and closed down and, um, and it's better late than never. And imagine that if, um, he, this, this person had come to terms beforehand and it's hard. This is the thing about shame, you know, shame about, um, being gay, being gay, right, which is, and whether they knew it as a child, as a, they were a young person or not, or they discovered it later, um, living in a society that still shuns being gay and um, and being fearful about coming out about that. And so, what people do when there's shame is they start to do things behind closed doors. They feel terrible for it a lot of the times, not always, but sometimes they feel terrible for it. But it's it's who they are. They really ha- almost like have no choice. It's either fully bury it or or live it and when there's shame and they're living it and not feeling safe to express it because they're terrified of either being judged. And this person doesn't, it doesn't seem like they're in the email. This, uh, this person doesn't feel like they're going to be judged by a, a wife who doesn't like gay people or believe in homosexuality. It's more of a fear of hurting the person they've been with for a while of, um, letting them know. I mean, that's huge. I'm actually not even interested in your sex. I have, I'm, for a while, I've known that I've been interested in um, people with penises, and I've been sleeping with them, and I haven't been telling you about it. And um, but that to me is a huge disservice to to that to everyone to relationship. Of course, well, that relationship. If you really want to, it's going to be hard for a moment, but mm-hmm. just let let them know. Just be honest with well, them. Well, and like in the case of what you're talking, April, you're talking about this married couple. Uh, I bet it was really hard for the the wife for a while for both of them, mm-hmm. of course. But it's hard for everyone, and um, and and let's let's just just say to the the people that are living a closeted life, um, and aren't feeling safe in coming out about that, like that's fucking hard. I feel for you, oh, yeah. 
And, uh, but for, so the experience, the experience you're talking about with the wife, I'm sure it was really hard and angry and, and sad and it almost felt worse for her for a while because it's devastating to have your life completely change. What you thought was your reality completely change. And in the long run, chances are it because people are now finally in their truth that it was worth it. You know, finally being in the, in their truth, eventually, maybe it's hard for a year or two years or five years, but eventually, hopefully, and most likely, it becomes, thank God that it's happened. because of darkness, we can see the stars. Yeah. Or the cracks is where the light gets in. Yeah. I mean, those are the things that um, I'm, I, I, you know, I would love to talk to her mother now, but those are the things that I think perhaps this listener that wrote the question could um, hopefully come to terms with that. It will be hard. You're, you're going to give information that perhaps is devastating to this person for a while, but it's not going to kill them. And they also asked, how do I have this conversation with them? And we've talked about this on past podcasts, uh, but this is a really big conversation. So this is something that you take. I would take some time to really sit with it, meditate on it, write about it. Um, and when it feels like there is some spaciousness in your lives, meaning, um, your wife's not on her way to work or, um, already really stressed out about, you know, grieving someone died or whatever it is. Um, there's spaciousness, there's room to get into this, to say, I have something that is really big for me. That's really important. And, um, I need to talk to you about this is now a good time or can we schedule some time? And, and it's good to, of course, we've said this before, ask permission for having that conversation and making sure it's during a time when everyone is in high spirits and when there's room to get into it um, and be prepared for anything. Be prepared because understand that this person, if, if they don't suspect that you are gay and sleeping with other people, their whole reality is going to be shifted. And be prepared to hold space for that and still knowing, telling yourself, I'm not a terrible human. This is not, I'm not a bad person. Um, I'm a person that's been in fear and in shame and has been closeting something and is going to have to deal with the repercussions of coming clean with someone and their own um, frustration and sadness and anger and, you know, all that stuff that will come with it. Um, and this is something that, that you need to do. You're not a, you're not a bad person. You're living in a society that doesn't create a lot of room for what you desire. And if it really seems impossible still for you, there's always a neutral third party that you can get involved, a facilitator of sorts. There, so, yeah. Good therapist. Un, yeah. An, yeah. Un, an uninterested third party, perhaps that you pay for and that can coach you along or coach the situation along. Obviously it seems as though, um, moving onward from the relationship is in your best interest and that's okay. It's in her, as I think, uh, you stated her best interest as well. And that's one thing that sometimes when people are in jobs where they don't, and I, and I'm not trying to compare your relationship to a job, but people that I talk to are in these jobs where they're like, I hate my fucking job. I'm so miserable. Like I just want to do something else. And I'm like, you're doing your work a disservice and you're doing yourself a disservice by staying in that in that, with that company, like start to think outside the box and, or they're in really, they're in relationships. Perhaps they're not feeling like they need yuck. They, you know, they're uh, in a relationship that's unhappy and unsettled, but you're doing both yourself and the person that you're in a relationship with a disservice by staying in that relationship, move on, grow, roll off with it. 
And I also want to lastly just create room for everything to be here. So when you talk to your wife, there's room for you to be in your truth and to own who you are and for that to be okay. It's okay that you are a, a gay man who's been closeting your um, your your true your truth. Uh, and that is present here is that you're you're coming into your truth. What will also be present is your wife's feelings, their her hurt her hurt, her sadness, her all of that stuff. And to allow space for both of those as opposed to one and the other. So um, while you come into your truth with her and, and, and let her know she has every right to be hurt, to be angry, to feel like she can't trust again, to feel like her whole world has shattered. She has every right and you have every right to still have your desires and your preference of who you want to be in relationship with. Just because she feels anger and sadness doesn't mean, again, you're a bad person or you need to change who you are. There's That's what people do. They go through that a lot when they're like, oh my God, I'm hurting someone. I'm bad. And yeah, of course, you've been doing things that maybe aren't honest and um, there's some some things that you'll have to do deal with um, in response to that. But you're not a bad person for um, for for being gay. And you never know. Um, you could bust out of the relationship, um, go your separate ways and become really solid friends later on because or the companion at marriage or, that happens or companionship people yeah. stay married but they say okay we can you still can create your own rules people. maybe it will be mm-hmm. that kind of situation yeah. where it's just a partnership i know a lot of marriages that they um they're they're okay with uh having almost like roommate situation or like don't ask don't tell like, did you, you see that movie i'm sorry to say this again but battle of the sexes it's I don't a, watch a lot of movies. Too. I know, but I've been in a lot of airplanes, and that was on. It's that yeah. tennis. It was a tennis movie about the, um, the duo. Anyway, she was gay, mm-hmm. um, and she was married because it was the '70s, mm-hmm. and her husband used to. Um, it didn't come out in the movie, so I'm giving it away. Spoiler alert! Don't care. <laughs> um, so basically, she. Um, oh, I can't remember her name right now. I'm so sorry. It just came to my mind, but it's such a great example. She was married. He supported her through the whole thing. She ended up going on the road with, like, her hairdresser that was, like, she fell in love with and actually found out she was gay through her because she didn't know. Mm. She was married. She did everything. It was, you know, the 50s to the 60s, and she was a pro tennis player and ended up um, being a huge LGBT activist throughout the 80s, and she's still happily married to the day and to this day to her um, new partner, and her ex-husband is the god or she's the godparent to her um, ex-husband's children with Was his this partner. Is this based on a true story? Yeah, 100% okay. true okay. story. Okay. Um, all of it. And um, Anything's they, possible. It's, it's like, it's, the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Once she came out, he was supportive because he loved her. He was like, I love you as a person. It hurt at first. Not to say, you know, I mean, maybe not. Maybe he's like, you know what? Yeah, I still support you. Chances are that there was hurt and sadness and some anger and trust has been broken, etc. And you're saying people can come through it. Right. Anything's and possible. I cried th- during that, like, a little bit. I teared up. Oh, I you cried crying a lot more uh, no. Well, this was a little while ago, but I was like, that's beautiful. Like, he supported her even through, he wasn't throwing himself, you know, um, he, he was throwing himself through the, the, the grinder, if you will. And he knew that she was, she was gay and didn't want to be with him, but he supported her through her career. Not all of it, it was like a year, you know, and then was like, 
they got a divorce and he still was friends with her. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, mm. Betty, Betty, what was her name? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> go see that movie, Amy. You have two movies now. Which movies? I don't remember. Battle of the Why Sexes. Him? Why Him? Battle of the Sexes. I You'll like the Battle of the Sexes movie. Okay. I think there was an episode of Girls. Or, not episode, but girl, it happens in the show Girls too, and that's not based on reality, but like, uh, or it's based on reality. It's not a true story, but the dad also oh, yeah. leaves the mom, decide, you know, comes out as being gay, and now and he's happier, and she's super angry, and she's, I mean, the mom is like livid mm-hmm. for a while, and she needed to be because she had based so much of this life on this specific story, and it shifted, and there was, you know, betrayal and whatever, and it's okay. Again, there's room for everything. Um, to to be here and like April said, there's there's people to support you when things get hard. Sometimes you need time to cool it, and you can't go right away to therapist to get support. But well, as April said, like it's it's worth it to be in your, in your truth. That's yeah, and I you know I always feel so much past like in the past I felt a lot of guilt. Like I still sometimes it comes up about with my ex husband because he was such a lovely human. He still is such a lovely human. And having an affair, which isn't me coming out as which is a whole different level of of um connection to yourself, of knowing that you're gay and, and closeting yourself. But having an affair, I didn't want him to think that he was living a lie the whole time. So the feelings that I had for him were authentic. And perhaps that's something that could come up with the fear. Like perhaps you think that you know, it's going to be, I was living a lie this whole time, but I'm sure that you genuinely love this human, even the way that you wrote about her. Mm-hmm. You her. And for folks who are listening who can't relate to this, I'm sure you can find something you can. Um, another example of this would be if you've been faking orgasms for a long time, adding that to your partner so that you can finally get the pleasure that you want, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's a lot of ways that this applies. It isn't just, um, I mean, this is a very, this is a huge thing for the, for the, the person that wrote us. This is going to be a really monumental, um, experience in transitioning into their truth. But this, I mean, all of us, I feel like at some point probably, um, been through something yeah. similar where we were withholding and if we could have actually shared and honored our true desires then we would have lived more fulfilling life and so would of our partners and i'm gonna transition out of this now are you good mm-hmm. all right because we're going to sexy time do we have a sexy time transition music i don't you're our, you're our music mascot what you got say hey say hey Baby, I want your thingy. <laughs> Whatever things you've got, say hey. Is that good? It's like, baby, I want your money, or baby, I got your money. Kind of, but it's like, I want your thingies. Okay, I like it. Okay, good. All right, everyone. So, ways <laughs> to spice things up with a partner. Spice it. What's your so, favorite spice? Saffron's mine. Ooh, cardamom. Oh, that's my stripper name is Saffron. Yours is cardamom now. Ooh. Cardamom on the stage. So, saffron and cardamom here. Okay, so... Ways to spice up your connection, your sex life, and um, creative ways, not just like, yeah, hey, go on a date and watch a movie. We talked about this on a recent podcast. Movies are not a way to connect with someone. They're a way to um, kind of, it's entertainment, but it's not deep conversation and deep it's connection. It's awesome when you're first starting to date someone to like snuggle with them so on the couch. The first time you yeah. hold hands. Yeah, you're like, oh, like that's always kind of fun and exciting and you're getting intimate and you're getting close with your bodies and I think that's fun. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm so I'm not saying you can't do these things. I'm saying that's not our creative way. Like say you've been in a relationship for five years and you're like, ah, I want to do some like, I want deeper connection in new creative ways. Going to a movie probably isn't that, unless you're me. And my partner and I have been together for four and a half years, and we've seen two movies in a theater. <laughs> so when we go, it's super exciting. We're like, oh, my God. We tell everyone, we're going to a movie tonight. And they're like, 
Awesome. Wow. Cool. Yeah. It's really big for exciting. us. Guys, it's super exciting. So, I mean, that's a good example of when we do things that are not our norm, it's exciting. When we do things that are our normal, the everyday thing, it's not that exciting. So there's one way of spicing up. Get creative. What are some things that we don't usually do? Let's do those because they will have more aliveness. So I'm going to start reading some things. April's going to throw out some things and give me her opinion, too, about what she thinks about these things, My too. My opinion. All right. Yeah. Number one. I've shared this before. <clears throat> Have a giving giving and receiving nights with your partner and with a few rules. So on um, night number one, the giver does not get to receive at the same time, at the same night as they get, uh, that they give. And penetrative sex is off the table because, or genitals touching genitals, because that would mean that the giver would be receiving. The receiver gets to make two requests for what they'd like to receive, and the giver gets to negotiate what they're willing to give. So say April and I were to put this into where in our sex life. April, tonight, I'm going to be the giver. You're going to be the receiver. We're not having penetrative sex, and our genitals are not going to touch. You get to make two requests for what you want, and it's going to go for as long as we want it to, like 90 minutes, you know, two hours. And you don't give to me at all tonight and then maybe next week you can give to me and the cool thing about this is that takes the pressure off the table and there's no goals it's not we're not aiming towards orgasm it's this exploration of how can i honor my partner for the night and just like give to them and so you make two requests april what would be your requests that you have to have happen um and no it can't be no penetrate no general no. touching general hey my hands and mouth can okay so i want you to lick my anus Ooh, nice <laughs> At least twice. Okay. It doesn't have to be like full room job. Okay. And then I want you to, oh, uh, give me a cerebral cortex massage. Awesome. Okay. So I would have to be like, what the fuck is a cerebral cortex massage? <laughs> At the base of my, where the, the skull okay, cool. connects to my spine. Because I get a lot of pressure there. Got it. So then I could negotiate. If I'm like, I'm not <laughs> feeling the ass licking, I could be like, okay, uh, awesome. Thank you for your request. I'm, tonight I'm not really feeling like licking your ass. Um, or I am, but can we take a sexy shower together first? And, and then you like, negotiate. That sounds great. All right, cool. Or Let's, no, I've already showered like twice today. My skin feels really dry. Okay, can we use a baby wipe? Sure. Can I use one on you and clean your ass for you? Yeah. Sweet. But what if I have poo on there? Oh, that's why I have a baby wipe. I'll just go in there with my new bidet toilet seat. <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> All right. So we negotiated and then we set it up. And I, as the giver, I know the two things that she wants. I've agreed to give them to her and negotiated what I'm not into or willing to do. And then I get to set the stage. Maybe I light some candles. I get some wine because I know she likes red wine. Maybe I draw her a bath so that I secretly can so clean her ass and she doesn't know it. And I scrub her in the bath and give her a cerebral cortex massage in the bath. And then I have a robe and I drape her in it and I bring her out to the table and just lube up her whole body and massage her whole body with not just like my hands but also my forearms and etc. You get creative with it and there's no goals. Maybe she has orgasms. Maybe she doesn't. I'm just honoring her and making her feel so good. Good. Feels good. And it ends whenever it ends. It's like, all right, let's well, spend about two hours. Now let's just snuggle. And then in a week or maybe a day or three days, then it's your turn. Yeah. Then we switch. What do you want, Amy? How do you feel about that, April? Do you like that? I love that. Let's do that. What about you? Now it's your time. Oh, I'm totally into that. Um, well, we're going to move on to the next one. Well, wait, though. Oh, yes. Can I add to that? Uh-huh. Do you remember our friend from Warm, the creator of Warm? Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, her and her partner do this whole thing. It's similar to this, uh-huh. but they do the ding of a bell. So they give and receive, and then they set their timer, and it's, I think, five minutes. Okay. 
and then they switch. Like or, someone's sucking someone's cock and then it dings. Sure. And okay. then they switch or whatever. Or you give me a massage and it dings and then you receive. And maybe it's no t- gentle touching either. So are they going back and forth, back and forth? Over yeah. And over but again? it could be oh. like 10 minutes, 10 minutes. It could be whatever you yeah. want. You can create your own rules. But that could be a good addition to this or another subsector of this. I think, yeah, more, Cause I really more like of that. like the busy, heady people, I think that'd be really helpful. For too, me, that's Because great. there's no goals. Again, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to give for X amount of time. I'm not trying to get you somewhere. Because my thing, if you did want to do that to me all night or whatever, 90 minutes, did you say? Whatever you want. I'd be thinking the whole time, like, oh, fuck, what do I got to do? I got to one up this. I'd be like, what? How am I going to make her feel great? Well, that's the I'd thing, get all stressed out about that's, it. And that's the thing about it is that it's a creative exploration for whatever happens. And so the, for the receiver, their work is to just receive and not even think about the next day. And that's why maybe the next day is not the thing okay you know maybe it's in a couple days don't even think about it you have plenty of time to plan what you're going to give so the important thing would be me just checking out be like i'm 100 out no but, but relax just my, being in your body my yeah. nor- being in my body which yeah. we talk about all the time i have to get out of my head yeah. <sighs> deep breaths feeling the touch Damn, all right so there's one i recommend that to couples all, right. all the time all right. okay here's another one surprise your partner by decorating your kitchen Plus cooking dinner from a specific theme or country. A night in Italy, a night in Thailand, a night in Peru. Mm. Bonus points for maybe dressing up as uh, the Parisian um, server or barista or whatever. And, and so really setting the stage. They just come home. The whole kitchen looks like you're in um, Korea. I don't even know. And you made some Korean food. Or if you can't cook, go get some takeout. And just like set the stage and maybe even play into a role without being um, uh, racial, doing racial and cultural stereotypes. <laughs> but more about the food and the experience as if you're in the other country and giving them this experience of um, being away but still at home. I have a number of a good mariachi band in Santa Cruz. <laughs> They're just there in the kitchen. Yeah. You walk through the door after a busy day. <laughs> Welcome home. I'm going to give you a rusty trombone. <laughs> Do you know what a rusty oh trombone God. is? No, what is it? It's where you're licking the asshole of uh, someone with a penis and stroking them at the same time. <laughs> God, you can add that to your creative okay. ideas. I'll, I'll oh do that. All right, how do you how do you feel about that one? I, re- I love that one. I think that's you like so food. great. You're a foodie too. I so. also I, I I love food. I love making food. I love cooking, creating something with my partner. I don't necessarily love cooking with my partner, but I love creating something for a group of people or my partner. And I love the idea of wearing the food too on some level, like Ooh, coming in wearing some next sushi. Level. Yeah, they just want. So you have to have someone help you out, like decorate my body, leave, well, and I'll lay on the table. Or you could just if it's sushi, you could do it. Yeah. Or if it's like dessert, you yeah. made dessert and you have the whipped cream and like you know maybe on your you know where I don't know. You could even just be laying there naked when they walk in, or not even naked. You could make the food, take your clothes off me, like, I made dinner for you, and I'm the plate. Put it on me and eat off Or what if you're wearing their favorite article of clothing when they get home with nothing else on it, if it's like a... Like a tie. Like or, a warrior's jersey. Ooh, that sounds not cute. Um, or they're wearing my favorite thong underwear. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That could be kind of nice. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a silly um, addition. But I do like the idea. Of, I've never done it. And I think I have this idea or fantasy in my head about 
being like all pretty woman with when she wears the oh, tie. Oh, the tie, yeah. And she comes home, she's like, how was your day, dear? She's naked with nothing but, no, the tie that she bought him. Yeah, the too. tie that she bought him. Yeah. You, like you, nice you buy tie. them something, like, you're naked, but you are, you're just, just wearing the money. thing that you just bought them. That's a yeah. good way to gift something. Or yeah, you Ooh, give I something like that. that too. Right? <gasps> I'm going to add this to the list. Okay, cool. Oh, Lord. I just thought that would you be cool. Remind me. Okay, I'm slowly I'll, adding it by a gift and wear. I'm <laughs> sorry, everyone in the middle of the podcast. But I think I'm typing. wearing, I think wearing, doing a sushi. If your partner doesn't like sushi, I know so many people that don't like sushi, but you could wear like I don't know what would a burrito. Be, well, that's kind of <laughs> stanky. Racha. You could wear, oh, you could do that. You could do the sauces in oh, different parts yeah. of your body. And they could have the, so the like, food on the side. Yeah, but like, you just, let's say their favorite food is hamburgers. Have the ketchup <laughs> on and the mustard. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to be I creative. Like it. All right. Next one. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So next one. Spend your evening playtime touching and exploring, but with no words. Only speak through touch and silence. So not allowed to even say one word for X amount of time. Can you use a paper and pen? No, that's cheating. <laughs> that could be a separate one. I am out of this no, one. <laughs> no words. We're touching, and the, you. And the cool thing about that is, is once we get rid of something, and we have, like, we have a desire to do. It, maybe all these sexy things will come into our mind that we want to share and say. And we'll notice how much we want to say things, or we'll be more aware of the things that come up in, through like, vocally through sex. It can just create more awareness. Um, and we always like the forbidden, but maybe some. And a lot of people do already do this naturally. They're already not saying anything during sex, so maybe. They're like, I do that all the time. So the opposite of that would be start talking. Um, and which brings me, wait, let me see what you feel about this one, April. Oh, I was just thinking about how I was thinking about how I would apply that. Um, no words. You can make sounds like, mm, ah, uh, but no, no oh. words. No, just silence. Yeah. I pretty much kind of, I guess we could, during, you're talking about during an experience with someone. Like anyway, you're having, like from the moment you start touching, there's no words. So, yeah, I pretty much kind of do that. And then I get wordy when um, we're getting like down to actually physically touching. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, oh, no, more of that. And and then maybe we could add no words after the fact, but just eye contact for five minutes. Maybe we could add. Yes, I like that. Maybe we could add complete eye contact during the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) Like we're doing right now. Yes. Yes. I like it. It's awkward. We're going no, to, when we touch it. Yeah. That was like a it's lot hard. of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. When we just filmed this thing the other day, we had to look at the, I'm still staring in her the eyes. dude. It's yeah. At the guy that was filming, we were filming with and oh, it, yeah, was, we're both staring it was at so him. hard for me. I was like, this is really difficult. I don't look at anyone this long. We were both staring at him. He's probably listening right now. We love you. And, yeah. We and, love and you. Was, I, if, if there's anyone that I had to stare at for an hour person he yeah he felt really good to stare at what'd you stare at in his face i was just i was just out of space oh i looked at his chin and there was like this cute little separation in his uh chin goatee and i was like see and that's the cool thing i couldn't look at his eyes on something we noticed things i loved his face he's a sweet face anyway um Eye gazing okay. would be a good addition. Eye gazing. Okay, I'm going to actually piggyback on this one and go to another one about things that we can say in sex. Okay, another one, another thing. Um, when you're being intimate with your partner, you're not allowed to speak your primary language. You can only speak another language while you're having sex or being intimate. And if you don't, yeah, if you don't know another language, go and you together go and learn like five words in this other language and only say that while you're being intimate. And if you don't know any foreign languages and you don't have the time to learn them, 
There's a Beatles song. Michel, ma belle, sont les mots qui vont très bien ensemble. Learn some of those lyrics. Or um, the girl from Ipanema. Na, 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 na. Oh, wait, that's more. <laughs> There's like some songs you can learn. I like it. What about 99 Luftballons? Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of awkward. Getting it doggy style. Like, give me 99 Luftballons. <laughs> All right. I don't know um, if we're going to add that to the list. I think I'm going to stay away from that one. Okay. Okay. So here's one that some other folks gave to me um, that I haven't done yet. This is an idea that they gave. It's play the word game. Say a sensual, arousing, or erotic word. It's just a single word. And then your lover can say one word in response. Repeat as long as desired and get aroused. Okay. So it's like Mad Lips? No, it's one, we're going to bounce words off of each other. And okay. the first word that comes to mind, and they're like, um, we'll start with an arousing one. But then after that, I think what could happen is it's not an arousing Should thing. Should be the alphabetized in. version where you go A, B, C, D? No, that's too heady. It's oh, just okay. the first thing that comes See, to mind. See, that's what I would have done. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play this really quickly. Okay. Okay. Um, cock. Uh, titties. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> Sexual. Suck. Tongue. Dick. Anus. <laughs> now I'm on ass. Oh. Sphincter. Lick. Fingers. Clench. Uh, ooh, pussy. Yum. <laughs> Tasty. Juicy. Delicious. Can't get enough. That's three words. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. We tried like that. that one. Yeah, we got it. We got yeah. it. Yeah. So you get the gist. It could be funny, and then it goes into sexual, and then you're staring at each other the whole time. Amy and I were looking into them very <laughs> intensely. I was like, balls. The hard thing was I was actually, um, I, I will admit that sometimes I was only paying attention to what I just said and what I want to piggyback off that as opposed to what you just said. So I will oh. say the key is to say your word, maybe create a little bit of space for the other person to say a word and for you to hone in on that word and respond to that, which I was not doing. And maybe you could also do something where it's like, Think of sexual verbs. But you said you don't want to be super heady. You don't want to be heady and think of what it has to be. It's whatever comes to mind first. Okay. Yeah, I hope That's why I said fingers. I don't Toes. Remember. Lick. Suck. Just got a pedicure. <laughs> Suck my toes. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Here we got another one. Okay. Next one. Ravish some nerve endings that don't always get touched. Spend an evening slowly kissing and nibbling on the neck or ears. Eventually, coming, uh, combining with finger, with hands and fingers, stimulating breasts, nipples, etc. From behind. So whatever, just whatever parts of the body that isn't normally explored. Your actual buttocks. Your physical buttocks. Have you ever had like, it? Like the cheeks. Like the actual cheeks. Yeah. Never. Like whenever someone the gluteus max, gluteus maximus. That feels so good. Like rubbing that. Mm. I don't know. I'm just saying. I like that when I when I get a massage and they do that. I think the key here is so here. I so I personally, as a heady person, it's really helpful for me to create rules when it comes to sex. Not rules, but like uh like rules or ideas about what were what's on the table what's not on the table so in this what would be is what is not on the table is to touch anywhere that we normally touch so you'd have to look at your partner's body and be like where do i not normally touch and then touch that part softly and slowly and play with the touch with fingers or with kissing or tongue and play with light touch to more pressure and just see what happens try something new yeah because sometimes those parts of the body can feel even better than the parts that usually get touched because they're like like craving for that touch. I like it. Okay, cool. Um, okay, next one. 
Have a sex life check-in. Start with what is really working or super awesome and then follow with what you would like more of and be prepared to hear some things that might be a little hard. So it would be like, hey, April, how are you feeling about our sex life right now? And you would probably a good thing, appreciation, and then something you want more of. It's been super hot lately. I love it. And I think that if we bang it out on my couch more often, I'm going to like that. All right. I'm that into good? that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. And it, yeah. And you could even go I know deeper. That that's some good. folks don't like when I say bang it out. Banging it out. But you, you could know, go even deeper with the appreciation too. I want to make too. sweet, passionate, orgasmic. I want to give you the best orgasm of your life. I want you to feel that. What if I can't come? I feel that's the pressure That's okay. Now. It's all about the journey. It's not about the destination. So if I don't, I'm okay? Yeah. Okay. Thank it's you. It's going to be great. Okay, cool. I'm going to tap into you and you tap into me. And let's just go to the next level. Oh, I like that. On so my on my green couch. On your green couch. Snail trails. But snail trails are on there. I had to wash that the other day. Have you ever had a sex life check-in? Like, how are you feeling about a sex life right now? My partner and I did that once. It was pretty scary because we didn't start with the appreciations. Oh, right. We didn't say, like, you know, something that's good, unauthentically good. We went right into the, like, yeah, it's feeling a little disconnected. And I, I have had sex life check-ins, and I have to say it's been um defensive like automatically my partner thinks that i'm um coming at him because i'm like hey do you think we could have like a sexy i say sexy time usually i'm like mm-hmm. if we have sexy time tonight and he's like kind of like confused as to did i not give it enough to you uh, and goes, i'm like no, yeah. no 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 everything was great i just i really i'm super horny like i've been mm-hmm. horny all day and i don't want to use my vibrator i want to hang out with you yeah i want to bang it out on the green couch bang it and usually, um, if I explain it that way, it goes well. But yeah. I think that that's a sex life check, a sex life check in with starting with an affirmation or positive reinforcement is an excellent way to go. It's really into helpful. That. And the check in is also like, let's talk about the things that we don't normally talk about, the what we'd like more of that we're not usually asking for. Let's create a safe space to be able to ask that, and it can create a deeper connection uh, between he, two people or more. That that happened to me when I got back from my last trip. He was like, "Oh, we're." Um, going to have some awesome anal sex tonight and i was like really i'm like are you planning on this or something like he's like it's happening it's, and it was i was like okay and then, you and then he just like laid it all out and it happened like yeah. it was really cool he just put it out there I was like all right i'm in i like that cool here's another one that's not about sex plan seemingly impossible adventures together what do you want to do together then set a date to either make them happen or just continue to play on the fantasy and so just sitting together, talk about all of your dreams. Where do you want to travel together? What do you want to create together? What do you want to do? And just paint the picture, you know, create this story and just get so caught up in it. And then maybe sit down and be like, all right, what are we actually going to do? And when are we going to do it? I would love to make a suggestion on this. Yes. Buy the ticket. Take the ride. Yeah, girl. Buy just get the in ticket. There. Take the fucking get ride. in there. Listen, as a, an avid traveler and an avid person that thinks that the human experience is a precious gift and we have to get outside of our bubbles, buy the fucking ticket, take the ride. Like Hunter S. Thompson says, it's worth it. I like that. Get it. And, you know, and it's not going to happen if you don't just start moving forward. No, and it. I talk all the time. I wanted to go to Thailand with my ex-husband. I said every single year we were married. I'm like, I want to go to Thailand. I've never been to Thailand. I want to go to Thailand. And it never happened because of whatever, what, not There's enough this, some, not yeah. enough this. There's not no time, no time. Finally, when we got a divorce, I bought a ticket to Thailand in June for November. Yep. I think it was even in 
the end of May for November. And I had that ticket and all sorts of things came up, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm set. I'm going it. to this trip. When you have the ticket, it's happening. You bought, you take the ride. Yeah. So, uh, I did that and it was a life changing, amazing experience. So, uh, I suggest to everyone, buy the ticket, take the ride. She had a lot of sex in Thailand. I did. Um, okay, how about this one? Blindfold your partner and then use feathers, makeup brushes, and other soft household items for light tickling stroke or strokes on the erogenous zone. Ask your partner to mmm if something feels really good. Get creative. Look around the house and try different utensils and things on them. Bonus points for adding some items that might provide a little sting or a bite, but ask your partner first. You can even play the guessing game as you do that and essentially play with it for a little while. Don't have them just guess right away, but play with it and then maybe ask them, like, what do you think this is? Ooh. I like that. And then maybe if you want to get really wild, start sticking them in orifices. Just kidding. Or not. Make sure they're safe, anally. Yes, yes. And, or and vaginally. comfortable. Yeah. It depends what, or, or ears. I don't know. Just make sure it's consensual and you're like, hey, do you mind if I put this? Well, places? the cool thing is when we get rid of one of the senses, it heightens the experience. So you get rid of the sight, then you can feel more in your body. So it can be a really fun exploration of, and it, maybe you're not into the household items. Maybe you just have a feather and some things that buy, you buy at a sex shop, like you buy a flogger or something like that, and you start to play with those things and those sensations. I got spanked unconsensually before I was with my partner by somebody and it left a handprint and that was scary because he well, didn't ask. It's not consensual. It's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a handprint though too. I was like, damn. And then you went home and you're like, sorry, um, this person just attacked yeah. me. Yeah. I had to use not like cool makeup humans. to cover it up. Not cool. Okay. <clears throat> Next one. Oh, let's see. Wash your lover's hair for them. Give them a nice long head massage as you shampoo. Don't forget to conditioner. I think we've talked about this one before. Yeah. What do you think? We well, have such long hair that I think that you really like that. Mine would take about five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's not just about what it was. It's also the massage part too. So take yeah. your time with scrubbing the, sal- the scalp. And I think even if he's not washing their hair, there's something nice about. My partner doesn't have any hair. So yeah, that's true. Wash his head. So maybe, yeah, <laughs> scrub their head. But you can do other things. Scrub their back. Okay. You take it, you know, that's, take some and scrub their entire body. Like people pay okay. good money to go to, you know, Korean and Turkish spas yeah. to go have this done for them. But we can do this for our partners too. It's true. I, I do think that there is something about washing the back because my partner's so big, he can't reach his back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, will you get back there for get me? Get back there. Sometimes I feel like I can't Wash their butt there. cracks in there. April's really into the butt right now. Sorry. Okay. Here's another one. No, nothing wrong with that. Um, kiss and lick words on each other's bodies and then try and then try guessing the words. Bonus points for licking action, licking action words, and then having your partner act them out or perform them on you instead of verbally guessing. I like Ooh. it. I, like I feel like that. that'd be really hard. I've had people try to write things with their fingers on my back. I'm like, I don't know. Would you write Amy? I'm not good at that e- either. But if you do it slow enough, you might be able to pick I up. I doubt on it. it. But I'm not. I'm not. Let's try it. We'll try it later. Let's try it. Um, explore mutual masturbation. Great for masturbation. May ask your lover to pleasure themselves while you watch and or pleasure yourself at the same time or is the wrong word, but, or you can also pleasure yourself at the same time. Take in the hot eye candy in front of you and perhaps take note of the way your partner likes to be touched. And then you can learn something and touch them in that way in the future. That's a good one. I love mutual masturbation. I used to do that back in the day. Yeah. It's, I think it's really hot. It's super hot. Um, I haven't done that in a while. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, we're only going to do a couple more, everyone, and we're going to leave you with that because there's a lot more on this list. Um, 
Um, um, um, let's see. Oh, I used to do this one, and I like this. And my partner and I, sometimes actually we're naked when we do this, but um, have underwear or naked cooking or dinner nights. Then dance in the kitchen as you cook in your underwear. Uh, it's a kind of a fun way. So you're creating, you know, cooking together. You don't have a lot of clothes on. Put on some music. Shake your booty while you're while you're cooking. Sit down. Don't put the TV on while you eat. Stay in your undies or stay naked. Watch out for the olive oil if you're cooking with oil on the pan. And just try something different from your normal everyday cooking. I love that. Um, and I think maybe you don't even need to cook. You can just put on your favorite song and then have a dance party, a naked dance party naked, yeah. or naked. But I love that because dancing is such a, f- and even if you feel like you're not a good dancer or you put stress in dancing, just moving your body and Get even like with getting sexual, like making your own little, um, sexual dance party with your partner. I love that. Yeah. I like that. Too. I do. I try to do you that sometimes. Even just have like a little interlude, like, Things are feeling a little serious right now. Let's just put on one song, dance to that one song. Let's dance like crazy people. Just wiggle and shit. Let's pretend we're in a club, but it's this club in Spain. And we're playing like sensual uh, or or Cuba, sensual salsa. And we're going to pretend we know how to salsa. Maybe you do know how to salsa. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a salsa night. That's so hot. I can imagine me doing that in my living room right now. One of my favorite things to do with my partner is um, the opposite of that is involved stance, but it's getting as weird as possible. And so we'll just like put on music, look at each other and just dance like the as as uh, like let our bodies do, do the, the worm weird, on the floor. Yeah, wiggle worms and shaking and just like and just like it's I mean, some would say that doesn't look like dance, but it's just allowing whatever wants to move through us. And it's it's just fun to get silly. It's liberating. It's so because liberating. You're all, we're all like adults. We're adulting. We're properly having to be serious all the time. Yeah. This gets silly and weird. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let your, let I like your... the naked dance party idea. We should add like a subcategory to that one. Yeah. Naked bonus points for naked. Bonus points for not even having to cook, just being naked in yeah. your dance party. Yeah. Um, okay. Give your partner a pedicure or give your partner a manicure. And if they're not someone who likes to wear nail polish and they think that it's like hyper feminine. Um, too bad. Get really into the pampering aspect of it. Give it's a massage. It's a way of honoring. Wash and scrub their feet. Give them a foot rub. Polish is optional. Then to turn up the heat, allow the hands to travel upward, or maybe the fingers or toes to travel into your mouth. Maybe you'll discover they have a foot fetish you never knew about. That happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, two more. Okay. All right, two more. Let's see. Um, let's see. Plan a 24-hour staycation where you pretend as if you are snowed in without power. So this is role play, everyone. Turn off all phones and electronics. The power's out, people. You don't have any electricity. Maybe except for some music on your mobile speaker, perhaps. Okay, there's one little um, alteration there. Turn off all the lights and only use candles. Build a fire in the fireplace if you have one and let the connecting begin. What do you think about that one? Snowed in staycation. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Or I, hurricane came. Or in. hurricane. <laughs> yeah, hurricane came in. Wow. Um, also, you could like read to each other. Oh yeah, because you don't have electricity. You don't have electricity, and I think reading to each other is really there's something sweet and emotionally connecting about that. Like le- Taking, I like yeah. to do tarot with my partner. I do it often, and we read each other whatever cards we pull. And if you're not into tarot, and or you're not into the yeah the the um the occult oh, just kidding yeah. um but you're not into that kind of thing read each other a book like a good passage from a book or a newspaper if you don't have access to a book in your house right now hopefully you do bonus points for erotica and sexy material yeah if you have an erotica book awesome but that is a great way to connect with your partner too so i like it okay slather oil all over your lover's body 
And don't just use your hands. Use your whole body to Done give that. them a massage. That's fun. Super fun. It's messy, though. So you should get one of those... Um, what, what are those fascinators yeah, from fascinator Liberator? Because yeah. it can get messy because the oil can stain your sheets and stuff. And I mean, I'm just like, oh yeah, they're water waterproof, water resistant, waterproof. They you have them at Pure Pleasure. Yeah, you that, go to PurePleasureShop.com. You get 15 percent off with coupon code JamesBP and all caps. They're awesome. You can pour a whole cup of water on it. This is great for ejaculators too. Yeah, yeah. and then you could just throw it in that washing machine. But it's like, and they don't look like plastic sheets. They're like satin feeling and they're 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 nice so i but i highly recommend the oil thing it's actually quite fun i used to do that with and almond the whole, oil but the whole body but though. the whole body you yeah can use your breath no i totally yeah that. that's awesome it's i need to do that fun. i haven't even done that with my ex-husband i did that a I few like times it. you get all use your face i use my i didn't use my face because i can break out oh yeah so coconut oil coconut oil yeah. i yeah but i used to use almond oil and some other things that smell nice that add like essential oils to them that was really fun I want to do that. Yeah. Whenever I look at this list, and there's a lot more on here, everyone. And again, we want to invite you all to um, email us at Shameless Sex Podcast with your other creative ideas that we can just add to this list. We, and um, because I want this to have a hundred ideas, and right now there's more on here, and there's probably around thirty. But I want to have this huge list that we can just send to people when they're like, "I need creative ideas." Right. And then you can go if you're feeling really stagnant in your situation, you could set a goal with your partner. Let's do one of these a month or one of these a week until we feel like we're out of this rut. Um, or if you're feeling great, try to do one a month or one every other month or once a quarter. Yes. I think rules and goals are really good to have. They're really helpful if you have rules and goals for how often you're going to do things. So I know for myself, when I have rules and goals uh, for things, and I'm usually a rule breaker, but when I know that, um, okay, we're say we're in a rut, we're not feeling super connected, and we're going to do this once a week, and every week we decide, you know, this week is going to be Wednesday, next week maybe it'll be Friday, we set time, we choose the thing, and we do it then it's just more likely to happen in, in you know, scheduling connection. It can be really helpful. Or maybe it's once a month, you know, well, finding time. setting the small goals, that's a psychological trick. Don't say, I'm going to change my sex life. Say, I'm going to change this week yeah. with you. And do something that you, it's not an expectation for the entire year. Set a small goal for yourself. I'm not going to be a runner. I'm going to go running. It's kind of like that. Yeah. So, or I'd like to start running more. So today I'm going to start doing it and go run for 10 minutes right. and see what happens. Not like I'm going to be a runner. It's like that's kind of like shifting the, the parts of your brain to into tricking them into um, having these experiences and not under, underwhelming yourself or setting small goals so you can achieve them. Well, and the more you practice, the more... Um, normalized it will be in your brain for it to be a default. So you do this once a week. You set time for something like this for a month and then the following month to be like, oh, we need to do this again this week. This is, we love this. We or, had so much fun. Yeah, let's keep doing this because we should have this all the time. So, and then maybe you'll have to stop scheduling, you know, just start happening. So, positive get date night. Yeah. Yay. Choose the things that feel good to you. We made this list. Maybe some of them are not your jam. All good. You I get did to pick and choose. La- lastly, I did this with my partner. We started doing it where once a week, because we got to dinner all the time, but once a week, um, we switch every other week one person plans something um, where the other person doesn't have to make any decisions. So it's usually a night out. It's not sexy, but it's been really nice because um, usually we try to decide together and instead it's like, Hey, we're doing this and I've got it all laid out. And it's just like, it's not a surprise either. It's just like, this is what's happening. The other person gets to relax and the key for the other person is to not get controlling and be like, I wish it was more like this. So just really allow like, wow, I'm being taken care of. Even if it's not like your perfect evening. And he doesn't pay for anything. I do everything. I make the reservation. 
Yeah. Um, he'll usually drive, but like I just, cause I don't want to drive. I like do my other things, but it's been really inspiring and fun, but I love incorporating some of these ideas, um, where it's stay in kind of nights and doing things that are like sexy and maybe it's a date night mixed with one of these experiences. And I think the underlying piece for all of this is, um, planning a little bit sometimes and honoring. Yeah. How can I honor my partner, step outside of myself and really make them feel like a king or a queen or however they identify um, and the for, gesture. for a night. Yeah, or whatever it is. Make them feel amazing. Make them feel loved and wanted and desired and adored or, or one of those. Um, how can I give that to them? Even And if you're busy, everyone, you can do some of these things in five, ten minutes. You know, and you ways can also make time for your relationship is a huge aspect of your life. So making time for that is really important. Mic drop. That's true. All right, y'all. I think we got a lot of great tools for yeah. people today. Some information. We answered a sex question. Oh, I, I feel can pretty... We do it. We do also just a quick shout out to... Mar- We're not drinking Margins Wine right now, but just a quick shout out. We miss Margins Wine. We talk about it on all the podcasts. Uh, women-owned and operated winery with Santa organic raw wine. Delicious wine. Go to MarginsWine.com. We usually drink it, but we're in Montreal drinking French wine. I miss my Sanjibay. But sign here. up for the newsletter yeah. because she yeah. does small batch releases um, pretty irregularly it's like probably a couple times a year so it's not going to overwhelm you but you'll love the wine that she makes megan's awesome all right well amy it's been a pleasure hanging out with you in montreal ship i love you so much. i love you so we love our listeners yeah we love you all and if you want to just take a minute and you're still listening take a minute give us some reviews on itunes we adore you all j'adore and uh ciao for now Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.